0: The Gospel reading this morning is from Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, and reading verses 1 to 13. Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach them in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given to him, that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? And the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house, is a prophet without honour. He could not do any miracles there, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went round teaching from village to village. Calling the 12 to him, he said, "He sent them out 2 by 2 and gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, No money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave. As a testimony against them. So they went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Here ends the Gospel reading.
1: Short reading based on some of the thinking from that uh, reading. What does it mean to travel light? So have you got everything packed? Everything that you'll need? Yes, I'm, I know you think I'm being a bit of a nag about this, but, it, but it's better be, to be prepared for all eventualities. So let's just run down the list, shall we? We, we? You've got your three changes of clothing, yep, plus extras in case anything gets wet. Your will eat hat in case it gets cold at night. Uh, you've got extra packets of raisins in case you need something to eat and a nice bar of chocolate. Now let's see, what else? Uh, Oh yes, Uh, head torch, books, Kindle, candle, matches, tablet, magazines, pen, paper, tissues, charging leads, soap, flannel, towel, shampoo, conditioner, shower gel, comb, brush, toothbrush and toothpaste, plasters, antiseptic wipes, bandages, tube of canistan for that nasty fungal infection you've got. Phone, camera, money for bits, extra bits and pieces, extra socks in case your feet get cold at night. I know how you are prone to chills. Now, what about about elastic bands, paper clips, scissors and string? Well, you never know when they're going to come in handy, do you? I'll just pop some sticky tape in there as well. Now, what else? Converter plug, data stick, emergency phone numbers and contact details, gloves, scarf. You know, I'm sure I'm forgetting something... Well, it's just that you need everything with you, don't you? You can't put your trust in anybody else, only yourself. Putting your trust in anything other than yourself, well, that's just plain risky, isn't it? What do you mean? This is traveling light. You should see what I took last year when I went to Corfu, <laughs> had to pay for excess baggage. Well, I had to have clothing options, didn't I? Choices. It's all about options. Now I know what you're thinking, couldn't I just travel light, look to others to help, depend on the openness and support of others? No, that's what I say to that big fat no, depending on others puts you at risk, leaves you open and vulnerable, puts you in a position of having to bring out the generosity and kindness of others. That's just not right. What do you mean depend on God? What a thing to say, of course not. Now are you well and truly ready? Have you got everything you need? You do look like you're going to topple over a little bit in that, with that enormous rucksack on your back. Can you move? Just about. That's good. Just about being able to move. That's good. Well, have a lovely time, and I'll see you when you get back tomorrow. <laughs> Hymn 692, Your Hand, O God Has Guided. Packing. It's a bit of a pain, isn't it? Uh, The glass household is full to the brim at the moment with every kind of packing. It's all over the place. Uh, Wet wipes, rucksacks, bags of medicines, first aid kits, cast off clothing and, and, and. Janet, you see, is off tomorrow to Tanzania with a group of students who are about to have a life-changing experience of three weeks of traveling and working and enlarging their horizons. She's even taking the executive head and Dr. Lamper's wife with her, Carolyn, so uh, there's plenty of people to kind of cope with anything that might happen and go wrong. Good thing about the packing for Tanzania, of course, is that most of what goes out to Tanzania does not come back from Tanzania. Uh, all of the students are instructed to pack extremely lightly and then fill up their bags and their luggage allowances with all the various other bits and pieces that are being taken out for various projects and groups there. I know this because I've been at Heathrow and Gatwick on these various trips and there's a certain amount of repacking and moving stuff around from one bag to another with things scattered all over the floor of the airport while uh, bags are sorted and things are got ready. Packing travel light, says Jesus. I love Mark's gospel, short, snappy, journalistic, to the point, and this is just the sort of narrative that Mark loves, short, punchy, no chat, never use 15 words when you can use three, a bit choppy in terms of the Greek, but what's a bit of poor Greek grammar when you're trying to tell people some pretty urgent good urgent good news? Travel light, says Jesus, in this action-packed narrative as he sends his followers out to share something of the good news. The first mission band, travel light. As you tell people about God and the love that God holds for you, we're not overly sure sometimes about traveling light, are we? We want to take everything possible that might be needed on the trip extra changes of clothing, options for evenings out. We are risk averse. We like to prepare really well beforehand and try out any and every eventuality and be ready. We pack and hem our lives around with things that show that we're not sure about the future. We have uh, insurance policies, fail-safes. We hate to travel light through our lives. At the age of 50 or so, um, back in the 1980s, my mum and dad went on a round-the-world trip with two fairly small bags to pack all of their stuff in. They were away for three or four weeks. They were forever washing pants and socks in hotel room sinks. Excellent, wonderful, an adventure, an adventure. At the age of 87, my mum still talks of the sense of freedom that that gave them, travelling light. Travel light, says Jesus. I know you want to take everything. I know you don't want to throw anything out, that you want to hoard stuff, take everything with you just in case it might come in useful at some point. Possessions tie you down, commit you, get in the way. Travel light, says Jesus, to me and to you. How are we travelling lightly as a church? Are there things that we need to jettison? Are there ways in which we can thin things down, make things easier, less bulky, easier to access for people from outside? All churches and congregations come with baggage, things we cling on to for no good reason other than tradition, Do we need to get rid of some of those things or are they all okay? In this piece from Mark, Jesus seems to be coming up with a model for mission, which is itinerant. Excellent. Ministry with temporary homes or launching pads. John Wesley knew how important that was. Um, 250,000 miles on horseback, 42,000 sermons. Feel a bit guilty having been here for 11 years. Constantly on the move. Constantly on the move. John Wesley made relationships extremely hard for him, setting up a ministry of preachers who moved every th- three years without question. You moved. No arguing about whether he wanted to be in a particular place or not. That wasn't Wesley's way at all. When John Wesley died, even though he had earned significant amounts of money during his life due to the income from his writings and various other things, when he died, He was found to have in his pocket only enough money to pay for his funeral. He hated keeping hold of money, didn't trust himself around it or the temptations that it brings. Travel light, don't hoard things that will slow you down, keep moving. This is important, this is potentially about doctrine. Jesus doesn't really leave us with a doctrine of the church or how ministry should look, but is this passage hinting at a model of how it should work? And if it is, what does that tell us about the church today? As always, it's far more important to ask the right questions than to answer questions that are not important. When I was training for the ministry at Wesley House in Cambridge, this discussion would come up from time to time. To what extent do buildings hold us back or tie us down? Of course, some of the most important and beautiful buildings that we have in this country are our churches. But it is scary to think just how much of our time, energy, thought, and money-raising has been spent keeping buildings up and open. Throughout my ministry, the hardest decisions that any church council has had to make, the longest period of time spent in meetings of any sort, the thing that has caused more division and potential upset than anything else in church circles has always been buildings. And at a time when the Methodist Church is thinking of demolishing Methodist Church House in London and building another building on exactly the same spot, we need to be really clear about the model of ministry that our buildings reveal. This narrative in Mark seems to be pointing to a ministry that models risk and failure, Dennis Ninium, the great English theologian, used the wonderful phrase, the dust of the profane, in his commentary on Mark. Our ministry will not always be received well. There are people who are not yet able or ready to hear the message we bring. Shake that dust off and move on, says Jesus. The disciples are sent out on a risky enterprise, told to take little means of support to help them, The Methodist Church is increasingly talking about this as its model for mission. Joy was at the Hall of Conference. I was there for a day last weekend, and I am increasingly hearing people say that we need to be bolder. We need to take risks in what we do. If we are to survive as a vital Christian force in this country, as a church at all, The argument is that it's time to take some bold action, to do the unexpected, to risk. That means not doing what we've always done, being bold in the decisions that we take with our buildings and our ministry. It means carefully thinking about what eventual models of ministry we want and what is rooted in the ministry of Jesus When it was opened, the Foundry Chapel in London, the first building opened for Methodist preaching by John Wesley himself, when it was opened, the Foundry contained a chapel, a library, a school, and a medical dispensary for the poor. And one of the first ministries that Wesley established from the Foundry was a loan fund to assist the poor so they didn't have to pawn their belongings to pay exorbitant interest. Those are the three things that you see in the ministry of Wesley time and time and time again. Evangelism, education, and a passion for issues of social justice. What do we do to model a ministry that looks like that of Jesus. Support food banks. Take a group of young people to Tanzania in an attempt to transform their lives and the lives of the people that they will meet. Open our doors to an Eritrean church that needs a place to call home. Be hugely supportive of and engaged with the 200 children who are being educated in the school just past that wall that bears our name. Be part of the education of the other 700 children in this city who are being educated in Methodist schools. Open our church so that the homeless people in our city can have a place to sleep on winter nights. All of these things we do. There is more that we could do and should do, of course there is, and we can support the things that are happening more fully. But that is how we model what Jesus did. We share with excitement and passion a message of love. We are prepared to take risks. We travel light and we are prepared always in whatever we can in whatever way we can to be on the move in Jesus name amen